Friday the 24th of February and this is the Climate Alarm Clock. Hello and welcome to this week's Climate Alarm Clock. This is your weekly climate news podcast and I am Anna Pringle. We have a special episode for you this week. For a start, I'm all on my own. And instead of our usual news roundup, we're going to look at one story and revisit a story that we did all the way back in season one. But it's even more topical than it was at the time. And we're seeing developments this week even that make it very relevant. But before we get into our story, if you'd like to make a little donation to the upkeep of the podcast, you can find us on buymeacoffee.com, Climate Alarm Clock. And a big thanks to everyone who has donated so far. I want to give a special shout out to Kevin, who has rightfully claimed the title of one of our biggest fans, and to Karina, who commented that we need to make the donation page easier to find. That is good advice, Karina, and we'll have to look into how to do that. Thank you. Now, we are hearing announcements about data centres constantly. Just this week, we heard that TikTok is planning to open a second data centre in Ireland. Amazon recently applied to Fingal County Council for a permission for three new data centres. And interestingly, Fingal County Council said this week that it's not satisfied with whether the application from Amazon is in line with government policy on energy and climate. So in this episode... We are going to take a look at how a remote mountain bog slide exposes the links between wind energy and big data. On Friday the 13th of November 2020, a bog slide started in the hills near Barnsmore Gap in County Donegal. Word quickly spread that there was a problem at the Mean Bog Wind Farm. And slowly, over the weekend, the bog continued to move and community concerns grew. A video of the bog slide came out on social media. Shot from a road built into the bog, it's hard to really understand it when you look at it first. The bog is moving, sliding slowly down a gentle slope. Trees are moving with it, tall Sitka spruce sliding past, Still upright, their roots too shallow to hold them in place. By Monday, the extent of the damage from the bog burst could be seen and felt miles from Mean Bog. The displaced peat was carried across the border into Tyrone. The impact of the bog slide was devastating on the nearby Mornbeg River and its valuable fish stocks. The water in the river was pitch black and the Castle Derg water treatment plant had to be shut down for a while. So how do bog slides happen and what does it have to do with climate action? Mean bog was not the first bog slide in Ireland or even the first one in 2020. In Leitrim that year there was a bog slide down Shass Mountain that engulfed the unfortunately named Bridge of Hope. An investigator there described it as looking like a bomb crater after the bog burst. Rainfall patterns have been changing as Ireland warms. Some predictions say that we'll have warmer summers and wetter winters in future. So heavy rain appears to have been a factor in all the bog slides that year. For six weeks in the spring, there were near drought conditions in the west. But then heavy rain fell on Shass Mountain before its bog burst in July. And Donegal's rainfall in November was 30% above normal. Drought can crack the bog. And followed by heavy rain getting into the cracks, that has a big impact. So rain was one factor. 
but all the slides had forestry plantations nearby too. Only Mean Bog had a wind farm, but Ireland's most notorious bog slide was at Derry Bryan Wind Farm in County Galway in 2003, and that was triggered by wind farm construction. The European Commission brought Ireland to the European Court of Justice over that landslide, and the Irish government only just stopped paying the fines that resulted, about €17 million so far. Wind farms need extensive networks of roads to put the turbines in place and to service them as they're operating. Forestry also needs roads, and Sitka spruce plantations on peatlands need drainage so the trees can grow. A combination of construction, planting and climate change can damage the stability of the bogs. Locals always knew that Mean Bog was unstable. They said that it wasn't suitable for trees, never mind for wind construction. The Irish government's climate action plan has made expanding wind energy a national priority. To meet emissions reductions targets, onshore wind would have to double by 2030 to about 8.2 gigawatts. The plan also sets a forestry priority, aiming to almost double the hectares per annum planted in forestry by 2030. And it wants to protect peatlands too, by re-wetting about 40,000 hectares per annum. Mean Bog is an example of a site where these three priorities appear to be mutually incompatible and it raises questions about how Ireland will deliver on the ambitious targets in its climate action plan. But what has all this got to do with Amazon? What has a giant American company got to do with a wind farm in a bog in Donegal? If you leave Dublin on the M3, heading northwest towards Cavan and eventually Donegal, you'll pass a huge grey building in Clonee. It looks like a vast, dull factory or warehouse, as big as several football fields. There's no visible branding or indication of what happens inside the building. This is one of the many data centres being built around the country. Data centres are the physical manifestation of the cloud where our vast amounts of online data are stored, processed and managed. One of the challenges identified in our Climate Action Plan is that electricity needs are forecast to increase by about 50% within a decade. The plan also said that data centres will be a big part of that growth, potentially using up to one-third of our electricity by 2030. No wonder we've been hearing a lot of objections to data centre expansion. Environmental groups estimated that one centre planned for Ennis would consume electricity that's the equivalent of 210,000 homes and use 1 million litres of water a day. But concerns about data centres are not just coming from environmentalists. The utilities regulator told the Iraq this in 2021 that electricity demand growth from this sector is unlike anything Ireland has seen in the past 100 years. Airgrid, the national grid operator, has warned that what it calls the unprecedented scale of proposed data centres could lead to power cuts. We've all become very familiar with companies like Amazon, and they've profited hugely from online shopping during the pandemic. Amazon is one of the companies that has been building a network of data centres in Ireland. And the company has announced that they will be 100% powered by renewable energy. 
And that's where the link between Amazon and Meanbog comes in. Any wind energy generated from Meanbog and from other wind farms in Galway and Cork will be bought by Amazon. So if Amazon's data centres are all run on renewable energy, then what's the problem? Well, it's clear there was a problem at Meanbog. Building wind farms on peatlands is problematic for many reasons. There we saw what happens when the bog is destabilised as the peat flowed downhill, polluting rivers and killing fish. An experienced wind developer told me that we shouldn't be building any more wind farms in uplands in the West. In his words, the mean bog slide was a disgrace and it paints the whole wind sector in a negative light. The government's climate action plan sets a goal of 80% of electricity being from renewables by 2030. This means a lot more wind turbines up and operating in the very near future. With all of these challenges, where will all this wind energy be generated? When the bog burst, black peat slid down the slope at Mean Bog Wind Farm. The combination of wind construction, peatlands and forestry most likely led to that disaster. The demand for renewable energy is set to grow dramatically and data centres are driving that demand. The country's new carbon budgets are looking for about 75% emissions reduction from the electricity sector. So that means a lot more wind is needed. Today we have just over 4.3 gigawatts of onshore installed wind capacity in the Republic. The Climate Action Plan had a target of 8 gigawatts, almost double what we have today. So where will this 4 gigawatts of onshore wind be placed? We've heard that uplands in the west are not the best location. We've seen how wind farms in Mean Bog, and before that Derry Bryan, have caused bog slides. But there are more than 600 megawatts ready for construction, according to the Wind Energy Association. And one such wind farm is planned for the Gibara Valley, just 30 miles northwest of Mean Bog. I spoke to Patricia Sharkey of the Gibara Conservation Group, who told me that locals there are very worried about the plan for Clohar Wind Farm. The Gibara is very well known to people in Western Donegal. The bridge across the estuary links Glenties to the Rosses, and it's really beautiful. From the bridge, you look upstream into the mountains towards Glenvay National Park and downstream to sand dunes and the sea. Patricia told me about the importance of the area. This is a vital corridor between Glenvay National Park and uh, Glenvay and Derryvay Mountains and that Ardra all the way down to Glen Kill, the whole coastal area. And we're supposed to be protecting our coasts and our estuaries. The Orsted proposal is for 23 turbines, up to 200 metres in height, generating 140 megawatts of wind energy. Just as a comparison, the spire in Dublin is only 120 metres high. The developer is a Danish company called Orsted, and they have a very slick presentation on their website. In it, they tell us that the wind farm site is a mixture of coniferous forest, peat bogs and transitional woodland. They also tell us that streams on the site drain into the Gibara River. Sure, what could go wrong? Or, as the locals say, remember Mean Bog? Patricia described the terrain and the risks very well. 
bogland, peatland that has had some conifers on it and, and parts and mountain, granite mountain covered in peat with lakes and rivers running down into the Guibara. And so there's absolutely no way. I mean, we'd have a repeat of Mean Bog. Uh, we'd have a bog slide. The Guibara is even steeper than Mean Bog. Mean Bog's a kind of a gentle valley, but uh, the mountains here rise quite high. The Guibara River is a salmon and sea trout fishery. It's also on the flight path for golden eagles and other rare and endangered birds of prey. The valley has red deer, pine martens and lots of other wildlife. This is the question that Patricia poses to us all. How could you dig up the mountains and uh, fill it with concrete and not pollute the rivers? It's just ludicrous. In 2020, wind energy provided 36% of our electricity needs. As a comparison, coal and peat provided 8%, but generated 29% of electricity carbon dioxide emissions. So it's very clear that wind is really important to decarbonising our electricity. But saving areas like the Gibara, protecting golden eagles and salmon rivers, restoring our bogs, these are all vital too. As a country, do we need to talk more about how are we going to balance these competing needs? Have you ever considered the dangers of falling into a bog hole? As a child growing up in Donegal, we were warned that bog holes are bottomless. And we'd look into the black water and we'd wonder about that, but we didn't take any chances. I spoke to a woman who was reared on the edge of Mean Bog, and she told me that as children, they were always warned not to walk over that hill because it was so swampy. Then, she said, Quilcher went ahead and planted it with forestry. Later, the wind farm was going to put 19 turbines on or near Mean Bog, all but two on Quilcha land. When the bog slide happened, the people in the area were devastated, but they weren't surprised. The same woman told me about the day it happened. She said she was going down past the bog that morning and inside the car she could smell the bog. She got out of her car and could hear the rumble of the bog rolling down the stream. She said it was sickening to see it. It kept moving and rumbling all that day. In Ireland, peatlands cover more than 20% of the surface of the Republic. We have three types of bog. Raised bogs in the Midlands, low-level Atlantic bog mainly in the West, and high-elevation montane blanket bog. Dr Maria Long is a grassland ecologist and she has a great affinity for blanket bogs. When you have blanket bog, when you have living a living peat, living blanket that's made up mainly of sphagnum moss, so this living moss, it's the same thing that makes up the raised bogs, but they tend to be much more um, finite. So yeah. they make a kind of a, a dome and there's a, a definite edge, whereas the blanket bog peters out into other habitats in various directions. It is more like a, a blanket, maybe with thinner bits and slightly fatter bits. Bogs can burst and slide naturally, but forestry and wind farm developments can destabilise the bogs, as Dr Long explained. In general, if you have blanket bog or a peaty habitat, if you go digging in roads into that or planting in forestry, you're changing how that functions and bits of it are drying. And sometimes the drying happens underneath. You don't have to be an ecologist even to, to guess that this piece is a living, wet 
entity. And if you dry it and damage it and crack it and cut the edges of it, you're going to get drying happening within it. You're going to have cracks. If you have really strong rainfall events, you can get slippage of a big chunk of it. All around the world, peatlands play an important role in climate change. In their natural state, they sequester more carbon than forests and are second only to oceans in the amount of carbon that they store. But when peatlands are drained or degraded, they become a significant source of carbon emissions. Experts estimate that 85% of Ireland's peatlands are degraded. Instead of providing us with a natural carbon sink, Ireland's peatlands currently emit about 9 million tonnes of carbon dioxide every year as they dry. Who will pay for destroying the carbon sink at Mean Bog? How many tonnes of carbon were emitted by the bog burst? Almost a year to the day after it happened, even though multiple agencies were involved, there were still no reports. I asked Dr Maria Long about the likely impact of the bog slide. It's going to be a very poor secondary habitat if and when it revegetates. It ain't going to be living bog for a very long time, not without significant work or maybe not ever. I started this story intrigued by the bog slide in Mean Bog. The more I've looked into wind farm development in Donegal, the more I've come to agree with Dr Maria Long's conclusion. The uplands vary and the deeper the peat and the more integral the peat, the more we definitely should not be doing anything because that's such a valuable habitat. I think if you ask any self-respecting ecologist, is uh, forestry on on peat a good idea? No. And is wind farms on peat a good idea? No. Wind energy is essential to decarbonise our electricity and the Climate Action Plan has huge ambition for increasing onshore and offshore wind. But listening to the communities in Finn Valley and Gibara as they struggle to protect their environment and landscape, as they raise funds locally to fight the deep pockets of what they call big wind, as the hen harriers and golden eagles are threatened and our bogs are destroyed, this leads me to question, is wind energy just another form of extractivism? Wind is renewable, but is large-scale wind production in special landscapes really sustainable? especially when the communities are not seeing the benefits. If we're choosing to destroy our bogs to allow Amazon data centres to continue to drive economic growth, is that an informed choice that we're making? And who is profiting from that growth? We have such a great opportunity here in Ireland. If we restore our bogs to health, that means they can continue to sequester carbon for centuries. And there could be so many benefits, cultural, biodiversity, community development, health, and then even the emotional benefits of spending time, as poet Patrick Kavanagh put it, round by the glistening bog holes, lost in unthinking joy. The Mean Bog Catastrophe happened in November 2020. You might be wondering what has happened since. Did the company involved get slapped with heavy fines? Is the bog stable now? Unfortunately, it's hard to find answers to those questions. In April 2022, Donegal Live reported that legal action was starting against the developer. In July 2022, questions were raised at Donegal County Council about the investigation. Uh, One councillor said, what's the current status of the investigation and was it still ongoing and what was going on? And... He mentioned that there was a court order made against the developer and a fine of €1,500 was issued against them. 
And the councillor said that on the face of it, this seems to be a scandalously low figure for what was such a catastrophic ecological disaster. The response from someone from the council's planning section was that he wasn't in a position to discuss an ongoing live planning enforcement case, but he'd come back to councillors with an update. As it happens, there are multiple agencies involved on both sides of the border, so the outcome of the investigation is likely to be as murky as the Mornbeg River the day of the bog burst. You might also wonder why the country needs so many data centres and how valuable is the data that they store. Here's Dylan Murphy from Grassroots Activist Group, Not Here, Not Anywhere, giving some perspective on the value of data centres recently on the Virgin Media Tonight Show. One of the issues with data centres and one of the kind of things that's not talked about enough is the fact that, of course, it's critical infrastructure, but the thing is, the data that's within those data centres is not being monitored, it's not being legislated, we don't know, it's not being regulated properly, we don't know what's in the data centres and if that data that's in there is being used efficiently. The best data that we have is from a private company in America, and they audited over a thousand companies um, across 14 different countries, and they found that only 14% of the data that those companies were using were business critical data. The rest of it was dark data and rot data. So it's only 14% in those data centers that's actually useful. Just think about that. Only 14% of the data is useful. That is a lot of capacity being wasted. Meanwhile, Amazon is still telling Fingal County Council that its new data centres will be using 100% of the power from three wind farm projects. And so they'll be using renewable energy to provide electricity to the site. And those projects still include Meanbog Wind Farm in County Donegal. I was on my way to Letterkenny last week. Just past Barnsmore Gap, there is a small white sign on the right that says simply Meanbog Wind Farm. It's plain, it's hardly noticeable, but that simple white sign is a symbol of how many complications and challenges we face in our climate transition. That's it for this week. I hope you enjoyed our Mean Bog story. And if you know anyone else who might enjoy hearing it, please do share it with them. If you would like us to be able to do more stories like this, the price of a coffee will help us with costs buymeacoffee.com slash the climate alarm you can also find us and follow us on instagram facebook twitter and mastodon we will be back next week with our usual news roundup and i'm hoping kira and dara will both be back in action with me then and hopefully see you then bye